Hello this is Jude from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Friday the 3rd of September. India recorded over 45000 new coronavirus cases pushing the infection tally in the country to 3.29 crore. The death toll increased by 366. The total fatality count now stands at 4.39 lakh. Meanwhile, Kerala accounted for over 32000 cases in the total tally. The state alone accounts for over 60% of daily fresh cases in India. All these figures however are widely believed to be undercounts. The Union Health Ministry has warned that the rest of India could also see a rise in infections like Kerala during the festival season that begins in September and ends in early November. In addition to this, Indian Council of Medical Research Director General Balram Bhargava said that mass gatherings should be discouraged. as 39 districts in the country have reported covid positivity rate of 10% amid a slight dip in infections in maharashtra minister of state for school education bachu kadu said that state government will make a decision on reopening schools within the next 2 days district authorities in the nilgiris and tamil nadu have made it mandatory to produce proof of two doses of covid vaccine in order to purchase liquor from tamil nadu state marketing corporation limited or Tasmac retail liquor outlets. Nilgiris is the first district in Tamil Nadu to do so in order to encourage the vaccination drive. At the global level, COVID-19 has infected more than 218.6 million people and led to over 4.54 million deaths since the beginning of the pandemic, according to Johns Hopkins University. A few steps away from COVID, our correspondent Ayush Tiwari is in Uttar Pradesh's Firozabad, where a mystery illness, which later turned out to be a dengue outbreak, has claimed the lives of over 50 people most of whom were children ayush's first report noted sudama nagar the locality was hit by a dengue like fever is a case study in sanitary negligence and hasty cover ups in his second report ayush went to the government medical college a hospital at the center point in tackling dengue with pigs cows monkeys garbage piles and open sewers the institution has too few personnel trying to handle too much and too many Asked about the poor sanitation and waste management inside the hospital campus, Dr. Sangeeta Anejar, the dean of the medical college, said, and I quote: "The campus is clean. It has become way better now. You should have seen it earlier. It is an old hospital. A lot more of the water would collect here when it would drain." Unquote. Read Aisha's report titled "Pigs, Spawns, and Platelets: A UP Hospital's Tumultuous Ride Through the Dengue Outbreak." Listeners, bringing you such ground reports takes time, effort, and resources. We are able to bring you reports, videos, interviews and podcasts solely because of the support of our subscribers who pay to power our coverage. To be a part of the News Laundry community, click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website newslaundry.com. The lowest subscription starts at just 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. During the bail hearing of UAP accused Umar Khalid in connection with the Delhi riots conspiracy, Khalid's lawyer Trideep Pais said that the charge sheet filed by the Delhi police exhibited the storytelling capacity and the fertile imagination of its author. He also compared it to the script of the Amazon Prime show The Family Man. Khalid's bail plea was being heard by additional sessions judge Amitabh Rawat. He was arrested in September under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act for his alleged role in the violence in Delhi last February. Describing the charge sheet as reading like a 9 p.m. script of shouting news channels, Khalid's lawyer told the court today that the statements in the charge sheet when handed to the media were shaped as truth to form public opinion against Khalid calling the charge sheet's claims propaganda pace emphasized that repeated references of Khalid being communal 
had no basis, even though the idea of it was being constantly drilled into people's heads. The matter was adjourned to Monday, September 6th. To know more about what happened in court today, read Tanishka Sodhi's report titled Reads like a 9pm script of shouting news channels. Umar Khalid's lawyer slams Delhi police charge sheet. In the latest update from the Tokyo Paralympics, 18-year-old Praveen Kumar won a silver medal in the men's high jump T64 with a personal best and Asian record today. Kumar is competing in his first Paralympics and is the youngest in the contingent. Meanwhile, Indian teen shooter Avani Lekhara bagged a bronze in women's 50-meter rifle. This is her second medal at the Tokyo Paralympics. She is the first Indian woman to win two Paralympic medals. She had earlier become the first Indian woman to win a Paralympic gold after winning the women's 10-meter air rifle standing SH1 category. This brings India's medal tally to 12 in the Tokyo Paralympics. The ongoing games at Tokyo are turning out to be India's best ever and the nation has so far claimed two gold, six silver and four bronze medals. A Delhi High Court ruled yesterday that the National Capitals Police had failed to conduct a fair investigation and to provide justice to victims in cases relating to the violence that erupted in North East Delhi in February 2020. The court made the observation in its order while discharging Shah Alam, Rashid Saifi and Shadab, all three accused in a case related to the violence. They were booked on charges of rioting, unlawful assembly and theft during the violence. In this regard, additional sessions judge Vinod Yadav said and I quote, I am not able to restrain myself from observing that when history will look back at the worst communal riots since partition in Delhi, it is the failure of investigating agency to conduct a proper investigation by using the latest scientific methods will surely torment the sentinels of democracy. During the hearing, the court also noted that a large number of accused have been held in jail for more than a year and a half simply because the police were still submitting supplemental charge sheets and the trial in their cases had not begun. The court observed that just 35 of the 750 cases recorded in connection with the riots had charges filed against them. The court added that this showed how much effort the police put into solving the case. According to the latest report released by the Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy, more than 15 lakh people in the country lost their jobs in August in both the formal and informal sectors. 13 lakh job losses were from rural India alone. Meanwhile, the total number of employed individuals fell from approximately 40 crore in July to 39.7 crore in August, with the national unemployment rate hitting 8.32%. As per the data, the urban unemployment rate now stands at 9.78% in August from 8.3% in July, while rural unemployment went to 7.64% in August from 6.34% in July. This was primarily because of low crop sowing during the Kharif season. In an interview with NDTV, Managing Director of Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy, Mahesh Vyas, stated that the unemployment rate has risen as a result of fewer work possibilities in the agriculture industry. Hindustan Times quoted Labour economist K.R. Shyam Sundar as saying that the job crisis will last at least a few months unless the formal sectors show significant promise. He added that recovery of excellent quality jobs will take time. In the latest incident between Assam and Mizoram border dispute, the Mizoram administration accused the Assam police yesterday of kidnapping a construction worker along the two states' disputed border. In this recent instance, Mizoram's Kolaseb Deputy Commissioner H. Lal Thangkliana said that Assam police officials from Etlang blindfolded and kidnapped the construction worker at gunpoint. The location is within a few kilometres from Mizoram's Berengte village. 
Lal Tlankliana, who called the event serious, cautioned that it might aggravate the border dispute because both states had sent a considerable number of armed police officers. He asked his counterpart in Assam's Hailakandi district to take appropriate action against individuals suspected of kidnapping. However, refuting the claims, Deputy Commissioner of Assam's Hailakandi district, Rohan Kumar Jha, stated that state police had confronted the worker for entering Assam territory but took no illegal action and instead informed the Mizoram worker that he had trespassed into the land of Assam and he shall be arrested under relevant sections if the construction is not stopped. The accusation came amid simmering tension between Assam and Mizoram. On July 26th, five Assam police officers were killed after tensions arising out of the dispute with Mizoram escalated. At least six people were injured in a knife attack today in an Auckland city supermarket in New Zealand. According to Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, three residents sustained critical injuries in the attack and were sent to St. John Ambulance Service. The Prime Minister said the attacker, who was later shot dead, was inspired by the Islamic State, or ISIS, and was under surveillance since 2016 for his extremist views and sympathies with the terrorist group. She added that she was limited in what she could say publicly about the man. Arden further mentioned, and I quote, It was hateful. It was wrong. It was carried out by an individual, not faith, and he alone carries a responsibility for these acts. Unquote. New Zealand has been on alert for attacks since a white supremacist gunman killed 51 people at two mosques in the city of Christchurch on March 15, 2019. In May, four people were stabbed in a supermarket in Dunedin on New Zealand's South Island. The death toll from Hurricanes Ida's flash flooding in the United States has reached 45, according to Al Jazeera. The streets of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Connecticut were flooded by massive rainfall and videos on social media showed water gushing into underground stations and tunnels. About 370 flights were cancelled at Newark Liberty Airport in New Jersey. President Joe Biden said the damage from Hurricane Ida indicated that extreme storms and climate crisis are here. He added that the historic investment was necessary to deal with climate change. Meanwhile, according to a report released on Wednesday by the World Meteorological Organization, there has been a five-fold increase in the number of weather-related disasters globally over a period of 50 years. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.